Hey, this is Villain, and that track is titled Work, by that honor roll kid from his new full-length album called Peace God. In the conversation we had focused around the release, we dove in headfirst, with the MC explaining away any religious connotation associated with the album's title, instead interpreting it as something signifying strength and equilibrium. It's like the power within me and the peace within me, just finding a balance in all of it. Can't get good without bad, you know what I'm saying? Can't get bad without good, just trying to find my own balance. That's where the peace comes in. If anything is true about where Kid is at in this season of his journey, it's that a search for balance is at the heart of it. There's an aspect of it that deals with just being a man seeking internal harmony, and we talk about that more later. But as he explained, the album itself goes a long way in digesting his creative process to this point, and developing a far more well-rounded piece of work. I would say this is me putting it all together. Kind of like polishing what I do best and kind of honing in on the things that I tried to expand on before that I didn't really execute on, in my opinion. In terms of the story on how Kid got to Peace God goes, though, there's a lot more to consider that led up to the release of the album. More specifically, we spoke at length about how the entire Honor Roll crew came about and the Phase 2 EP, which was released a few months ago with Des Moines' 1400 Slim. That's like my cousin, like, we grew up together. Uh, we we got we got a lot closer as of late within the music and just uh, being around each other a lot more since I got back from college. But but yeah, we we grew up together. Our families are tied in. My mom knows his mom very well. Our little brothers play basketball together. We play basketball together. Just family. As for the term honor roll, it's a distinctive word that was agreed upon by a close knit group of friends looking to create something of a mission statement for their work. Yeah, we're all we're all honor roll. So honor roll refugees. TC from Honor me, and then 1400 Slim. It originally got started with me and TC out of high school. And then we uh, had a, another one of our friends who was our manager, who's also making music now, uh, Notice Kino, to check his stuff out. But he, uh, he ended up being our manager, and we came up with the name Honor all on the phone together. And what it means is something they've tried applying across all outlets of life. Great A everything. So it's like, I feel like grade A goes with everything. Like, it's the best of the best. It don't matter what you're talking about. It's number one. Honor roll, like, I, me personally, I didn't make the honor roll. TC made the honor roll. But when I came up with the name, like, the girl that I was with at the time, she had, like, a whole bunch of, like, honor roll achievements on her wall. And <laughs> I was just looking up. I happened to be see, look up and be seeing this. And I was like, I just said honor roll records. And that shit just rolled pretty well. The grade A, you know what I'm saying, the best. And that could be, like, either... Like smoking, that could be with school, with grades, that could be with quality or something, just, just top of the top. The trio of TC, Kid, and 1400 put out a single earlier this year, but it was the latter who released the aforementioned collaborative EP this past summer called Phase 2. The second in a hopeful series of releases from the duo, it covers eight tracks, led by a single titled Feels Different. How it differed from something like Peace God comes down to the broader approach of collaboration between the two. Okay, so like phase two, first of all, I just want to say, I think personally phase two is way better than phase one. <laughs> like, it's not even close. But my favorite track on phase two personally is either Shark Tank 
or two player. And I say two player because we made two player like the day before, the day of the listening party. So we wasn't even really supposed to put it on the tape. It was just, I heard the beat like the night before and I was like, bro, we got to put it on there. And we just went in there and kind of executed it really well. But then I just like Shark Tank because I think Shark Tank, it's not the probably the main song on the tape, but we was just we was just going crazy. I felt like we was just going crazy off the energy. Feels different, and secondarily, a track called Pokemon serves personal favorites from the EP. But when thinking back, there are a few tracks that stand out the greatest to Kid himself. I, I think those are those are big crowd favorites too. Like feels different. Like for me. We dropped that as like the the loose single off the tape, so I've been listening to it a lot more. So it don't it don't give me the same feeling that it did when I first dropped it. It kind of feels different, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's but it's still hard. I, I like feels different. That's like a a different type of sound that I have. I feel like continuing. He added that this variant in sound really does come down to the collaborative spirit between himself and fourteen hundred Slim. The EP also contains a few features from Gnarly Jevy, who also appeared on the track Work, which introduced this episode. It probably leans a little bit more on, on 1400 sound, if that makes sense. Like, I kind we kind of make it, a, it's a collaborative process. We both got the same vibe when we enter together. We work well off each other, but it leans a little bit more to his side of things. Like, that's why I think Peace God's going to come in and, like, really reestablish, like, what I do, like, with my music. Now in his mid-twenties, Kid began writing and recording music as a teenager. His first release, Say No More, ran 16 tracks, and still sounds fresh despite being the output of someone learning to experiment with the medium. While the release served as his informal introduction to putting music out as part of the Honor Roll crew, music itself is something that's been with Kid for much longer than just a few years. I've always been big music. Like I used to sing when I was younger, and I always liked, like rapping and stuff, but... I started actually like writing and getting serious. I think like my senior year of high school after the basketball season and after uh, this kid uh, named Terry had died in the, in the neighborhood or whatever. And I just got really serious about making a project around that time that I just never dropped. And so then I tapped it and, like me and TC got even more serious and we had dropped a couple songs. And then after that, it just they never looked back. But say no more. I feel like I love I love that project. I felt like I had a lot of good ideas. I just wasn't in a position to execute them. I didn't really know what I was doing completely. I just kind of like dove head first in, trying to just establish that I could do it. When looking back and thinking about the string of releases that followed, I asked what separated Peace God and what he hopes listeners take away from it. First, I want everybody to say that it's better than Happy Tears. <laughs> that's my that's my number one thing. But then, like, on a personal level, I would just say, like, I would want people to say that I am somebody who's not afraid to express his emotion, and I'm not emotionless, but I'm aware of what having emotions can can do to people's perception. So don't, so don't, don't try me. Reflecting further on this point, I think it's really important. As the two of us talked, we discussed what we were listening to and Kanye came up in the discussion. I'm not going anywhere close to talking about what Kanye is going off on these days, but he has made a similar important point in the past, that he's aware of how his public expressions of emotion have allowed those looking for reasons to misrepresent him an opportunity to twist those emotions and use them against him. That's not local to him, though, as either an artist or a man, and that's what I heard here. I feel like, as a man, especially as a black man, like, 
we're not really supposed to be emotional. Like, we're not supposed to have emotions. Like, we're not supposed to show emotions. And I've just never been that way. Like, I've never been somebody who could just hide all my emotions. Like, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I can I can act accordingly, but at the same time, it's like, if I feel something, I'd rather feel it than be numb to it. I feel like a lot of my life, I was trying to be numb to a lot of shit, and I'd rather just, I'd rather just feel it, embrace it for whatever it is, and then act accordingly, move how I want to move after that. This is absolutely a dilemma of modern masculinity. Even when it's authentic, there's this ever-present cloud of toxicity caught up in its makeup, leaving the blueprint for what men should be a twisted mess at times. I feel like it's just, it's just like like you said, it's just a societal norm at this point. It's just like they, people want the man to be the man, or they wanted the man to be the man and want women to be women and whatever it is. But I feel like we're coming out of that a little bit, and I feel like there's a little bit more room for, for people to be whoever they want to be. But I feel like even as a man who's like wants to be a masculine man, wants to be, you know what I'm saying, a man's man, whatever you call it, I feel like you can still show your emotion because like there's some little kid out there who's emotional and he look up to you. And if you if you teach him like he can't show emotion, like at some point in life, I feel like that's going to fuck him up. And you got to bottle your emotion. That's going to kill you. As we went on, what I continued to hear revolved around that introductory concept of harmony within oneself and balance. It's a reconciliation with self, really. And when I asked about how it all ties together, I used the word holistic as an attempt to frame the approach. Where kid is coming from differs from that a little, though. I would say holistic, but more just like spiritualistic. Like, like I'm just, I'm just on that journey of just really trying to find myself, and I'm at peace with knowing, like, I don't know everything, but I know who I am, and I'm, a, and I'm gonna figure out what else there is to find out. And it's not even like afraid. I'm just like, I'm more open to, I don't give a fuck. And I feel like I've always been like that, but just in a little, a little bit of way, I've been a little too nice about it. Or I just little pass, more passive aggressive about it. And now it's just like, it's going to make y'all feel me. We didn't talk much about specific lyrics or beats or what the songs sound like or what topics individual tracks explore even. From my own perspective, I don't know that it would have made much difference in terms of changing what I'm hearing with the album, even if we had explored all 18 tracks on a hypergranular level. Our conversation does, however, create a presence that helps me better feel the album, if that makes sense. Not to double up on a phrase from earlier, but now knowing where Kid is at, the album feels different than it might have had we not spoken. And he hopes that however listeners get to the album, that they're able to take away a message from it that's in line with the headspace that accompanied its creation. As far as peace, God, like, I just want everybody to find their own peace, man, and whatever that means for you. Like, find some way to not always be worrying or always be stressing or always be coping with whatever it is that you got to do to get through your day and just start sometimes taking stuff for what it is and just sitting in that moment and just embracing the peace of that moment. Sometimes stuff just gets too fast for people. And I think, like, once you embrace that moment, you know what I'm saying, that's when you're going to find that, that real calm, that real peace that we all be trying to get to.